you're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's 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 get it started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Frenemies podcast. Wherever you're listening from and whenever you're listening to this, we would like to welcome you into week the week six episode of the uh, of the pod. And uh, I'm here, as always, with Trevor Blaze and Brandon. And uh, today we're going to talk about a lot of interesting things that happened in the past, in the past few days. Um, Browns lost, Bills won, a lot of injuries going on and. Some interesting selections from our, our pick'em last week that may or may not have come true. Blaze is looking at you with that tie. <laughs> there was a chance. It, I really believed it was going to happen about Honestly, halfway through yeah. that game. Me too. Yeah, it was it, it was close. Um, first things first. It's all on our hearts. It's all on our minds. The Browns oh, unfortunately lost a close one, a shootout to the Los Angeles Chargers in Los Angeles. Trevor. Could you could you explain this to me? Like, what happened, man? <laughs> what happened? In this what game? happened is on the second. Well, first of all, bad pass interference call. I'm sure we'll get into that another time. Okay. But Kevin Stefanski became a chicken on the second to last drive, and um, the first play was a run, which I would expect. You know, make him burn a timeout. The second play, he he did a pass, and it was incomplete. And I think that that scared him to pass it again on third down because I, I I don't know if he didn't trust Baker or whatever, um, but he ran a draw on third and t- 10, third and nine or whatever, and it got a yard. Chargers called a timeout and got the ball back with three minutes left. And then the defense did do the smart thing and pull Eckler in, which I still think is the funniest oh, thing right. ever, watching Eckler try to fall to the ground while the defense is like, ah, 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 no, nope, you're coming with me. thanks you. <laughs> yeah, no, my fantasy team doesn't thank you because I was against Brandon. Um, but... And then we got the ball back, and that was the worst, like, two-minute drive I'd ever seen by any team ever. Mm-hmm. Three-yard checkdowns, uh, and then four Hail Marys in a row. Like, I, you're not going to win a game doing not that. Not just so. three-yard checkdowns. Three-yard checkdowns in the middle of the field with That's no true. timeouts. Right, no timeouts, not even on, towards on the sideline. On second line. and four or whatever, third and one, it was three yards to Kareem Hunt across the middle. It was just... You're not playing it for first downs. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> it's just frustrating because oh, I think yeah. what was the stat where the first team to score f- or have score forty points, have four hundred yards and no turnovers and lose five hundred like yards, five hundred yards. It was like four nineteen and zero or something before that, and it's it's heartbreaking. There's also only ever been two games that were forty seven to forty two, and they have both been Browns losses. <laughs> it kills. It kills me. Oh, yeah. We did lose to the Ravens 47-30. Yeah. Last year, well, it was that a score was like a, in that game. And then that we one, did. That one was like a safety, right? To end the game. Yeah. But 
still. It's still mm-hmm. frustrating. I I mean, I'll give the Chargers props. They they did literally everything a modern football team does. They went for it on fourth downs a lot. They went for it on fourth down in their own half, down 14. Um, got Justin bailed out. Herbert, Justin Herbert looks like a – yeah, got bailed out by a couple <laughs> poor calls so, and no calls. A couple holdings on Miles Garrett where he just got ripped to shreds. That entire uh, officiating crew should be fired. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It was not fun. But you know what? We played very well, and we still, you know, the offense was humming. And we still lost, right? I mean, that's saying something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I remember last week talking about the Vikings game where we played terribly and we won. And we were feeling great because, we, you know, we won. But when we play good and lose, it's It's a win-loss league. It sucks. And we're 3-2. and We're not out of it yet. Keep in mind, so... The Ravens look great in the division, but the AFC is a little more top-heavy this year than it was last year. There's not as many teams down the down the standings that are going to be challenging. So, um, hopefully, it, this doesn't set us back too much. You know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, we have a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. Well, fairly easy, I should say. We do play the Ravens twice, but yeah. And I Packers. mean, once once the we once we play the Cardinals after the Cardinals game next week, the schedule. Lightens up a little bit until Christmas when we play the Packers, and then it's. I mean, honestly, after the Cardinals, I think we only have three actual playoff teams left, and it's the Ravens twice and the Packers once. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you guys, um, how many quarterbacks are there in the league that you would take over Justin Herbert right now? That is an excellent question because I don't think there are many. Maybe is, is this just one year? Let's take age out of it. So, like, how how many quarterbacks okay. in the league would you pick to start for your team tomorrow over Justin Herbert? And this is just a one year kind of deal because one game, one game right team. now. Oh, one, one game? game, Brady. Yeah, I say Brady. So I, I want to take I want to take age out of it because I want to talk about like okay, who yeah. would you take? Brady, just pure Rogers, skill, Mahomes, yeah. Allen, yeah. probably Josh Allen. Allen. That's um, Lamar. No, I. I, I think I might. I think I might. The way Lamar looked last week or uh, yeah. yesterday, I guess. I w- yeah, I would literally – there's probably only four or five. It's Lamar or Herbert for five, you know. I, I'd i honestly maybe take Herbert over Allen. Like, they're both spectacular, but Herbert's just – his floor is so much higher than Allen's because Allen just randomly reverts back to Wyoming Josh Allen some days. <laughs> That's fair. And you have those those Josh Allen plays where he has like two or three a game where he just scrambles twenty yards backwards for no reason, mm-hmm. and then throws yeah. like a hook shot behind the back, and somehow it sometimes doesn't hurt the team. Now but Herbert's like, playing unbelievable. I would if like if I had to choose a starter back to start a franchise with at this point, I think you, in, including age with it, yeah. I would probably choose Justin Herbert. I mean, I'd probably still pick Mahomes, but he's right there. Oh, I guess I yeah. I, mean, I, I would pick Mahomes. I, okay, and then Mahomes and then Herbert. Sorry, I yeah. If forgot if it's long term, Herbert's number two for me because Lamar, while he is talented, is a little. You don't know when that speed's gonna go away, and then Allen, bit up and down. Um, speaking of Josh Allen, there was another big game that happened last weekend it was the battle of two afc titans the afc championship rematch against the the bills and the chiefs and the bills came into arrowhead and just beat the crap out of kansas city Um, it wasn't close the entire game 
whenever there was a point in the third quarter, I believe, when the Chiefs scored a touchdown. It was thirty-one to twenty, I think, and the the Bills were pinned on the kickoff at their own fifteen or something, and you could feel it. You could feel a little bit narrowhead. The fans were getting into it. The defense started blitzing, and Josh Allen marched them all the way down the field and scored a touchdown and just took all the momentum out of Kansas City, and the, the game was over. So. Uh, what are our thoughts on the Bills just beating the brakes off the Chiefs? Are they they're the prohibitive favorites now? I assume in the AFC right oh, now. Oh, without a doubt, I think they're the team to beat. They're unstoppable. Their their problem last year was their defense, and their defense has looked phenomenal this year. I mean, they had they have, they have two shutout games, right? And mm-hmm. they held the I mean held the Chiefs twenty one points um, at Arrowhead or twenty points or whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think. And we, and we talked about it last week, and Brandon alluded to it. The Bills are the best team in the AFC by far. Probably the best team in the league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, kudos. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but we did have the Bills as number one team in the league um, last week. Yes, we did. Our, in our this or that rankings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, not going to say we called it. The Bills are doing it in a different way than they had in the past. Like last year, it was just that the offense was electric. And now they seem to be dominating the the line on both sides of the ball. Their defensive line is playing great, and their offensive line is... They've actually been able to run the ball when they want it to, for the most part. They still don't try very often, but it's <laughs> at least been sort of effective. So, as as we all know, dominating the line of scrimmage is how you win football games. It's how you win Super Bowls, for the most part. And they seem to be doing it on both sides of the ball now, which is scary. Now, I do want to ask a question. Do you think that they're peaking too early? Because they've looked really good. Is there such thing as peaking too early in the NFL? Do you think so? Steelers last Steelers. year. I was going to say, I feel like Steelers is a good example. Raiders last year. every year. Right? <laughs> yeah. So do you think that they're maybe peaking too early or whatever? Like, they have it figured out right now. I mean, maybe. I think there's a difference. There's a significant difference between the Steelers and Raiders and the this Bills team. And that's the, the quarterback. And I don't want to say Josh Allen's like consistently been great, but he was phenomenal last year. And I mean, I'm pretty sure last year they started hot too. They were like a top three team in the AFC last year all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Right now they're top. I mean they're tied with the Chargers and the Ravens for the best record in the AFC right now. So yeah, it's not like they're like just head and shoulders record wise above everybody else. And they've they've just beat the teams that they needed to beat, and they beat con- them convincingly. And I don't think that's necessarily peaking. Um, I think they rely less on high energy than some of like the Rams, for instance. After they beat you know Tampa Bay. Sean McVay's pumped up. Matt Stafford's pumped up. I you didn't see that from the Bills. They were excited, yeah. But Sean McDermott was cool. He was ready to move on to the next game. They just it looked like they just went into their head, did the business, and left. And so they got the Titans next week. Could be a letdown game, just knowing how the trend goes of you know a big win. Um, after a big win, teams typically have a letdown. I don't think so. I think the Bills are going to go in and, and just continue to be really good. I can yeah. see that. I mean, they they will have, a, I mean, maybe not a letdown game, but they'll lose a game they shouldn't. They'll oh, sleepwalk yeah. through a first half yeah. against an yeah. inferior opponent and end up losing. There's definitely going to be ebbs and flows in the season, but I I don't think that translates to peaking too early. There'll be a, there'll be a week or two span where you'll be like, 
oh man, are the Bills who we thought they were? And then the Bills will be who we thought they were at the, at <laughs> the end. Who we thought we were. So, yeah, I don't know if peaking too early is, I think, less of a thing in the NFL. Um, moving on to another big storyline, um, some significant injuries, the biggest one of which Russell Wilson is going to miss his first start of his career that was a yucky injury um, next week it's it was very unfortunate i mean he why looked, did they it show it weird. a million times i know his finger was just i hated crooked. it he couldn't he couldn't bend the finger he could it was like crooked jagged it looked gross but i mean they kept showing him on the sidelines he's gripping footballs he's like got his helmet on he looks like he could go back in the game and he just never did and now he's going to be out at least four weeks they said he could come back in a month um, depending on how the surgery goes, but he's going to miss his first time. And, you know, Geno Smith looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Tyler Lockett doesn't slip on the f- their final offensive play, who knows? He might have maybe led him down to a, another touchdown drive, but it's tough for Seattle. Blaze, I want to hear what you have to say about Geno Smith. I mean, I just thought he looked really good. I was surprised. I thought it's been what the last time I played was 2018, 2017 was the last time I played the snap. Mm-hmm. So you would expect mm-hmm. like some rust coming off of that, especially since you're not getting much playing time behind Russell Wilson. And you're facing mm-hmm. what the Rams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Williams. He was just pretty much slinging it out there. Like he was looking good. I was, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I think. Would you take him over, that... Minshew? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nah, I still got to ride with my boy. What team is Minshew on right now? The Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles. Wow. I was looking at a stat. Uh, Gardner Minshew was like 7-9 and nine on the Jaguars, and since they didn't have him as their starting quarterback, they haven't won a game. So That's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> the top five quarterback. It's still going to happen. It's only week six. Plenty of time got plenty left. Of time left. You're going to have to have Jalen Hurts get hurt pretty quickly <laughs> in order for that and to Joe happen. And Joe Flacco. Yeah, we can make Wait, that Joe happen. Flacco's on the Eagles? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Joe Flacco's on the I Eagles. I would assume yeah. Minshew is number two. <laughs> you never know, Joe Flacco. Is he yeah. elite? No, <laughs> not anymore, at least. <laughs> um, anyway, that was the big injury. There were a couple other ones. Um, all of the Giants got hurt. <laughs> um, just every single one of them. You know, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. Um, Kadarius Tony had a great game that he punched a guy and he got <laughs> thrown out. Um, their other receivers were already hurt. Their left tackle was hurt. It was just a nightmare for them. But um, we did get to see, because of that Danny Dimes injury, we did get to see the podcast goat himself, Mike Glenn. <laughs> oh, I was six. so happy. I was so happy. Well, I, I wasn't happy because you know, I never root for injuries. But just when Mike Glennon went in there, I was like, Mike Glennon is back. And now we have to get him uh on the podcast he will most likely never hear this in his entire life but mike glennon we love you we love you so much i I feel like the the lust or the allure of mike glennon is wore off since i got to watch david mills for three weeks in a row like (laughs) they have the same neck and now i've just been exposed to it for weeks in a row like make mike glennon doesn't do it for me as much as he used to i will say that i think trevor lawrence is joining neck game oh if he cut his hair he'd have one heck of a neck he has a he has a hog, like <laughs> right up right, right up his right up his torso. What man. does that even mean? It's a big ass neck. We should do a quarterback neck rankings. <laughs> yes, that'll be that'll oh. be a power rankings we do. <laughs> All quarterback right. necks. 
quarterback neck power rankings. We will keep that uh, in mind. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, uh, another injury, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to miss a few games. Uh, Jarvis Landry, hopefully he's back this week or next. I'm hoping. Fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah, I don't know about hopefully. this week. We didn't, I haven't we, heard we didn't miss him that much on offense. I'll, I'll, I'll give the Browns that. Um, Dalvin Cook was out again. Juju is out for back. the season. Juju's gone for the year. Should be good for Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Deontay. I sorry, I just blurred my words there. <laughs> Deontay Johnson. Um, any other big injuries that I'm missing? Um, Brown's Clowny. defense is just like say, overall yeah. injured. Yeah, yeah, Brown's defense is hurt, hurt, and more hurt. Uh, I think that's about it uh, in terms of injuries. Uh, the next big storyline from this past week: kickers suck. <laughs> They're just so bad. Mars is in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my how many extra points have they missed? Did they miss? It was thir- thirteen extra points, the most oh. in NFL history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I don't. I. I mean, you have one job. I mean, come on. Okay, it, it can't be that hard. And it's not like the, the you know the olden days where it was from the two. Now you're like replaceable on that. Like teams can just start going for two and just it'll be like I, eventually a team is just gonna go for two on every every touchdown, right? I mean, it'll come to that. I mean, you you have to get it at fifty percent of the time for it to be like equivalent value. So I don't know if teams think they can do that. If you have enough plays at the two or three yard line that'll score, then yeah. Blaze, how many times do you think we would have to let you kick an extra point from like whatever they kick it at, like a thirty yard field goal until you hit one? The thirty two. Two times. Two? <laughs> you think you could you you could do it in two tries? You, you could you think you can kick a thirty two yard field goal on your second try? I think so. <laughs> did you guys he's gonna look like that guy that did you see the guy at michigan state that tried to kick a field goal to win money yeah. he literally fell over as he was kicking the football <laughs> yeah. that's what i imagine blaze right. doing okay blaze, i blaze. will go to jackson high school's field yeah this yeah. friday after the game and i will kick a field goal i want you to record it yeah you've gotta you've gotta have somebody record and see how many tries okay what what do you what trevor and brandon how many tries do you think well, we've, we've done it before at the Big Ten Championship. And that's I don't just, remember. that was an old extra point. That wasn't a 30-yard field that's goal. That's right. That was a close extra point. I yeah, that, this is so. from the 15, Blaze. It's from the 15-yard line. It's an NFL extra point, not a not the stupid high school extra point. Where was the extra point or the, the field goal from at the, the draft, Brandon, when we went up there? I think it was the old extra point still. That was the old extra point as well. And I've we, never made <laughs> one. I have tried three times, and I've hit the bottom crossbar twice <laughs> and the far left crossbar that's once. unfortunate. You I know get I, the Justin Tucker bounce. No, I'm no. I am Cody Parkey of extra <laughs> points. I know that I made one at the Big Ten Championship freshman or sophomore year, one of the two years that I went there. But um, yeah, it'd probably take me probably ten tries until I made it once at least. So, all right, all right, Blaze. We'll, we'll have you have to report back right. and see. I'll do my best. Who looks like? All right, time for everybody's favorite segment: tops, flops, and drops. Brandon, start us off. Before we do that, I I wanted to ask, where did we have the Broncos in our power ranking last week? Does anybody remember? It was like 16 or 15. Uh, 16. Was that the one where you guys picked Bengals over Broncos and I told you you guys were all high? Yeah. 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 I would like to formally apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like... 
Is that was that Brandon's big brain move of the week right there? No, it should be. It should be. It's just <laughs> oh, yeah. where Brandon was wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, I apologize. I doubted you. Moves. Speaking of Brandon, big babe, big, big babe, big bane moves, <laughs> big babe moves. <laughs> Speaking of Brandon's big brain moves, would you like to give us yours for this past week, Brandon? Yes. Who, it who is, is the biggest brain? Is it me again? No, it is a different reoccurring winner that also oh. happens to be in this Zoom call. Blaze oh. Davis is for still not starting Cream Hunt. How many times? <laughs> Does it have to burn you? This was the last <laughs> you, time you it's going to burn me. You started Corey Davis. <clears throat> Corey Davis got why, like why 20, 25, Corey 26 Davis. last week. I don't care. Oops. It's Corey Davis with Pick Wilson That's as fair. his quarterback. Yeah, you're right. I knew if, as, if you, as soon as I had him on the bench at game time, I knew I was going to be the big brain move of the week. I knew it was just going to happen. <laughs> But you would have won. You you would have beat undefeated Kevin if you played Kareem. Oh. I also would have beaten Courtney this week. Oh, what? Didn't I, I face Courtney this week? You faced, you faced Kevin, Kevin yeah. this week. I faced Kevin this week. Oh, oh, Wait. you faced Kevin this. Yeah, because Courtney oh, yeah, yeah. he no Blaze, Blaze played. Blaze did play Kareem Hunt last last week okay. against Kevin and lost. Okay, okay. He didn't okay. play Kareem Hunt this week. No, I did not against Courtney, Courtney and lost. Uh, I thought it would have been me again for continually having two stud wide receivers on my bench. <laughs> it's just you for playing the players that would get injured. You idiot! You should have saw that yeah, coming. I should have saw. I should have saw Russell Wilson getting hurt for the first time in his ten year career. You really should have. We get paid the big bucks to see these things coming, Brian. <laughs> hey. I saw the Clyde injury. <laughs> I didn't even start it. <laughs> but yeah, Blaze, please put Kareem in your starting lineup. I'm, I I will guarantee he only gets you like eight points next week because I did this. But please start Kareem. Uh, he's, hey, eight he points will is be more started. than what Corey Davis is going to get you. Do you want to put a bet on that? <laughs> who do the Jets play? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know who the Jets play. Hold on, I can check. Um, They uh, play the old... Uh, they're on a bye week. Oh yeah. Well then he's definitely <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll bet that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might want to play Kareem this week. I was. <laughs> okay. All right, now we can go into top swaps and drops. Uh Brandon, since you just did the big brain, I'll give it to Blaze uh, to start this off. Blaze, give me a top flop or drop. Well, my flop we already talked about it was every NFL kicker in the league. Um, except mm-hmm. the Browns. He made every every kick. Uh all my quarterbacks are another good option for my flops. The <laughs> put in Sam Darnold, we get his worst week of nine whole points instead of the twenty-five he's been posting every week. Hey, Russ had more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yes he did. Yes he did. Um, there's one other person I had. Oh, AJ Brown again. I knew when I put oh, him in. Stole mine. Just sad, sad mm. times. He just hasn't but been. The one week I don't start year. him is going to be his breakout week. No, he has to. He has, for me as a fellow AJ Brown owner, he has to be put above twelve points in two consecutive weeks before he gets back in my lineup. Because I am tired. I'm tired of being tired. <laughs> this week in the league, I have AJ Brown in. I started him over the other Brown, Antonio, oh. who did nothing but score two touchdowns and hundred yards receiving. Mm. 
He basically outscored the rest of my team because in that league I scored 80 points because I had Noah Fant with oh. two, Russ hurt, <laughs> Saquon hurt, oh. and A.J. Brown. That's I literally scored 80 points. That's rough. That's a tier. Trevor, what do you got? So I have a top and a flop here. I have a, The top was the Ravens offense last night. Lamar, uh, Mark Andrews, and Marquise Brown all scored basically 40 points. Yep, um, that was one of mine. It's... It's ridiculous. I am upset that the Colts blew that game, but Mm -hmm. I'll get into the Ravens a little bit later. Um, But a flop, possibly a future flop because of the injury, is Tyler Lockett. He had the great first week where he scored 40 points. He's scoring around 10 a game the past few weeks, but I I just don't know whether to trust Geno Smith or not. I, Mm -hmm. I, I have him in two other leagues. And I just don't know whether I should be starting Geno Smith? No, not Geno Smith. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> in sick. two other uh, leagues. And I just I don't know if I should well, be starting him or not. I probably will for the first week just to see how it goes. And then and then we'll go from there. So, Well, I'll give you some history, a quick history lesson. Tyler Lockett. This is who Tyler Lockett right? is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. Is he is. has a couple bomb like blow up games and then he doesn't do much of anything in some of his other games to be fair they took his touchdown away last week they did, they did. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i would have won i would beat kevin if they if they didn't hold on that play <laughs> i was i lost by six points that would have been mm. a couple extra yards cool. and a touchdown you that's know? pain <laughs> oh god oh. uh brandon you got a top flopper drop? Um, Blaze took my drop, so my flop is the entire Ravens running back room. No matter what the game script is this year, the running backs are getting little to no production. And in offense, we're coming into the year prior to Dobbins getting hurt. You expected a lot of running back volume just, just because that's what the offense is. But it's both a combination of them spreading it out way too much, and none of them have been productive even when they got the touches. So it's in a week where they had, would they have three 40 point scores on that offense, basically? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the running backs got over like five. Damn. Well, they, they, for the, they broke their, um, they ended their rushing uh, streak of 100 yards every game. Like forty three, yeah. they well, rushed for under hundred. When yards. Lamar gets you seventy of that, it's so it's so easy to get the. And then you yards. and then you spread out the other carries between Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Tyson Ty- Williams. Tyson Williams. There's not much production <laughs> for any three of those individually, so you, you yeah. can't start any of them, which stinks because there's no. a lot of opportunity when you, Lamar's your quarterback, but you can't play any of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't throw to the running backs that much either, so. No. There's really no passing game to to uh, to hear. Um, I've got a couple of tops. Uh, I would say all of my wide receivers except for Terry. I like I'm one and four right in this league, and I have DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, <laughs> Jamar Chase, Robert Woods, and Terry McLaurin as my wide receivers. And I'm one and four, man. I don't know how that's possible. But it's it's happened, so I'm a little upset. But you know what? They're doing their jobs, and it's my fault as a manager for not putting them in a better position to win. Um, some of my flops: Trey Lance, um, yeah. not necessarily because he played terribly. He he didn't play that bad, but he also isn't going to be the starter anymore. Like 
Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. After the bye. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't going to be the starter after the bye. Or is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's falling apart. Jimmy he is losing it. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter after the bye. There we go for San Francisco. We push so Trey Lance is not going to be the starter anymore. Uh, it's unfortunate for him because he looks like he has a potential to be a fantasy stud because he runs the ball a ton. Uh, and then my drops, I've got a couple wide receivers that are droppable now. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Allen Robinson, and Corey Davis. All are droppable <laughs> in our Dynasty League. Yes. Every single one of them. You should not have them taking up a valuable roster spot that you could have someone else who is a free agent on. I was like, Blaze just traded away I got Odell, rid of so. Odell. And I don't even have yeah, Allen Robinson. So, uh, yeah. Allen Robinson is hanging on by a thread. On my roster, <laughs> he is pushing his luck. Hey, if you want to throw him into a trade with Nick Chubb, I, I, I do just this. don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a new hot take. I have a, I have a couple new Ooh. hot takes actually. All right, um, go. Shoot I'm still him at us. still on the Jameis train as always. He played played fine last week. I still think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. Um, I think that Kyle Pitts is going to continue the type of production he had last week. Uh, over the next couple of weeks. I think that he's going to continue with that production. You don't think uh, so? Tre- no, I do. Trevor, that was my hot take to start the season. <laughs> it was yeah, Kyle Pitts is going to be a top three tight end. Yeah, but he sucked the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, and tight I, end is I the hardest position to transition to from college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, he finally caught a touchdown pass. He's been getting the targets most games. It's just he's been covered a lot. And, and obviously it's the Jets. They're not that good. Um, but he did have a great game, and I think it, it'll translate. I mean, right. Calvin Ridley will be back most likely. I don't know what he was out for. It was personal reasons, so not, I have no idea if he'll continue of or not. Tea and fish and yeah. chips. Maybe he shared my sentiments about the British people across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> he just refused to go there because he hated the country so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's that hot of a take. I think it's a good take. I would agree. Okay. It's a solid take. Okay. Um, and this one, uh, I've been going back and forth here because it's it's a take about Baker, and I'm right in the middle here, and I, I got to choose a side because I love Baker to death, but I just, I don't know. But this is the hot take I'm going to go with. People might disagree with it. I think that the next three-game stretch is going to be Baker's best three-game stretch of his career. I really, I think that he's just, going to snap and play well not that he's going to continue doing that but i just think the next three games are going to be the best three game stretch of his career cardinals broncos so, the browns play cardinals broncos and, then, and who the steelers. steelers steelers not a great three matchups to produce <laughs> <laughs> yeah trevor that's a that's a that's, tough one to get on board so with. Hot hot take. Take. That's, that's that's why it's a hot take so that's uh I would if if you had said that the Browns running backs would have a be- one of their best three game stretches, I may go with you on that one. 
Because I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball oh, <laughs> the yeah. next three games. Oh, it's going to be great. Well, th- what's who's yeah. out on um, – what's his name? Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. He's test positive for COVID, so he's out yep. against the Browns. So we're going to hopefully run it down yeah. their throats. Re- I, I have a hot take. Reversing Trevor, I think Baker Mayfield is forever destined for the Kirk Cousins realm of – realm of I don't know what – you are as a quarterback dumb. That was the flip side of it. I was debating which way to go with, and I went with the positive side. So. When it's it, Baker is getting dangerously close to Kirk Cousins' territory in terms of you look at his stat line, you're like, man, Baker played really well, and then the Browns lose somehow. And then <laughs> another week, Baker will have a 50% completion percentage, throw for a buck 20, and the Browns will win by 30. Like, it, I don't. I'm, He's getting dangerously I, close to the enigma that Kirk Cousins is. This this is the main topic of uh, what we're gonna do later in the show in our in our off the chest segment. Um, this is my main topic, so I'll save my thoughts for then, perfect for, for at the end. But I have some thoughts on uh, Baker Mayfield moving forward in his future. Um, I have a hot take too. You have a hot take. <laughs> Hit oh me. God. <laughs> I don't. Cool. Oh. I don't oh, think the Lions are going to win another game this season. Win a game the this Lions. season. The Lions. The Lions. You don't think they're going to win a game this season? Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Dan Campbell. I feel so bad for them. Their team does not deserve to be 0-5 right now. They just get so <laughs> unlucky. Just like the, yeah. I think they lost two more players today due to injury or like yesterday. And then uh, I just feel so bad for Lions fans. So you think they're going to be the first team to go 0-17? And 0-16. There you go. <laughs> they'll be they'll go zero and sixteen for a second time, mm-hmm. and then, and then they'll lose another game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be the ultimate Lions move. Look, yeah. look. I went to Michigan for four years. I, I've known a lot of Lions fans, and they don't care. <laughs> 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 they know their team is bad every year. They're cursed. There's no way. There's no way. Oh yeah. There's no way you have right, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Matt <laughs> Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> and Calvin Johnson for all those Sam, years, and just just Sam do nothing. Radford and Barry, I'm not the only one. Barry today. Sanders, yeah, all those years ago, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've determined that my favorite words in all of sport are when Blaze says, "I have a hot take." I have a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> when those words come out of his mouth, I get all excited. <laughs> Brandon, you have a hot take for us? No. Oh, wait, yeah, I, I gave my Baker's Kirk Cousins, but short. Oh, yeah. Short I'll, Cousins. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a new hot take. This is a hot This is a hot take here. The Chargers are going to be the one seed in the AFC. I wouldn't. And the Bills might. Okay, so all right. So I can see why people would disagree with you. I think they'll win the AFC West and they'll be the two seed. I don't think they'll be the one seed. They're going to be the ones. They're going to get the bye. Oh, yeah, because that will matter so much home field advantage for the Chargers. <laughs> hey, they get to play one less game. That that matters a lot. That, yeah, that matters way more than home field advantage for that team. Yeah, they don't have home field advantage. <laughs> no. And the Super, Bowl, the Super Bowl is at their place, too. So Yeah, they will have home field advantage in the Super Bowl. Oh, Ram, Rams, Chargers, Super Bowl? That would be fun. <laughs> It would be. Nobody would even go. I was going to say it'd be empty. Yeah. It'd be fans <laughs> from every other team. It'd be nothing but Browns and Buccaneers fans <laughs> that bought their tickets preemptively. <laughs> yeah. Any any more hot takes? Any more tops, flops, and drops? People want to get off their 
their chests. Jalen doesn't win another game in our dynasty league. <laughs> no, that's 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 a pretty cold take, man. <laughs> that's that's gonna that's happen. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, uh, now moving on, Brandon, you're gonna host uh, our new segment yes. called Guess the Spread, which is pretty obvious. Brandon's gonna give us games, and we're gonna guess what the the lines are. Um, uh, who and I guess we'll pick, you know, what we would take. Like, will we take the line or whatever? So, uh, yep. Brandon, yep. without so further ado, give first, us the first one. First rendition of Guess the Spread, as as the name indicates, the other three will, I will bring up a game, I'll tell them where it's at, who's the home team, what time they're playing, whatnot. And these three have not looked at any of the lines for this week. I have looked at all of them, so they are completely guessing without any, just their own thoughts and talking to each other. And then that will lead into... A little bit of discussion about the game, so we I don't, we're not going to keep track, but I, I am very curious to see who is the best of these three on just like having an innate idea of what these spreads are because it's kind of just like a feel. Like once you've looked at enough spreads, you can pretty much guess within a point most mm-hmm. of the time. So I'm I'm excited to see what we got here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try to stay away from the games that we are gonna talk about later, but we are first gonna go to the Cardinals. Browns game that will take place in Cleveland, First Energy Stadium at 4.05. Trevor, you want to kick it off? Yeah, my my gut for this one, because, I mean, I know the Cardinals didn't play great last week, but because the Cardinals are undefeated and looked good, I would probably say the Cardinals are favored by a point, almost like a pick em game sort of thing, um, since it is at uh, First Energy Stadium. That would, be my, that would be my gut reaction there. I'm going on the opposite of Trevor. I think the Browns are going to be favored by that one point just because home field. But I know the Cardinals are 5-0, and and they're going to get points for that. But since they played a little sloppy last week and home game for Browns, I think that gives them like the slight edge. I'm going to go Browns favored by two and a half. Wow. Okay. At home. All right. Um, Brian is the closest. It is Browns minus three. Three, Ooh, holy cow! I am, that's a pick'em. I am shocked. It's a home by field it. advantage. I, I'm not. The Browns played great, and their defense was hurt, and the Cardinals played terrible against a rookie quarterback. Vegas might have a more realistic outlook on how good the Browns actually are than us, who are kind of blinded by fandom and having lost last week. That's true. That hurts. But yeah, I, Browns minus three and a half. I'd take the Browns on that. Is it three or three and a half? Three. My bad. Okay. I was looking at the over. The over is 49 and a half. Oh. I would take the over. I would take the I over. I would also take the I would over. take the over. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely take the over. All right, over. Next Punch up. It. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go Bengals Lions. It is in Detroit, so Lions home game at 1 p.m. Bengals uh, by 5 and a half. <sighs> You literally stole my number. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Bengals. Bengals six and a half. <laughs> Bengals. I'm going to go with what I originally thought. Bengals by six. You guys are all way too high. It's minus three and a half. Oh, my okay. God. All right. Okay. I guess they are high I mean, I guess the, the Lions barely lost to the Ravens and the, the um, Vikings. So I guess, I guess that makes some sense. Bengals I mean, look decent, though, so. This is like literally two teams that refuse to win by more than a touchdown. That's also no, true. Well, actually, the Lions refuse to win 
and the Bengals refused <laughs> to win by more than a touchdown. That's true. Bengals That's like true. to go to overtime and leave it up to field goals. So, mm-hmm. boys, w- boys, what do you think? You've you've seen this team firsthand. Should it be favored by more? It's in Detroit. I think so. I think they should be. It's so weird. The Bengals are so weird because they they were trailing fourteen nothing against Jacksonville in the first half, and then they were basically about to beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. Right. So I that, I don't get I don't get the Bengals. Oh, that was the worst kicking game. Was we talked f- about how bad kickers right. were. It's just Five how bad the in a row. Packers and Bengals kickers were. It was so much fun though. No one yeah. wanted to win that game. <laughs> no. If any game should have ended in a tie, it was that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the Bengals are another second second tie in as many years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next All right. one is Vikings at Panthers. So it's in Carolina, 1 p.m. start. Panthers by five. This one is surprising to me. Panthers by five. All right. I think Panthers bounce back. I would say, I'd say Panthers by one and a half. I was going to say that. I'm, I'm going to go Panthers two, though. I was going to say one and a half originally, but I'll go Panthers by two. You're all way wrong. Neither, none of you even picked the favored team. The Vikings, <laughs> according to what I have, which is screenshots from Bleacher Report, so I don't, I don't know what sports book they use, but according to this, it is Vikings minus one. I think they, they might use Caesars, wow. but I don't know. Um, wow. I'm wow. quite Surprise. shocked. I am... After the conclusion of this podcast, there will be money placed on Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. They they Brooks must really... doing his own research. I'm, I'm, like, looking, I don't at it, I'm looking at a line here. Yeah. <laughs> this this smells fishy. Okay, the fan fan duel has Carolina one, minus one and a half. Okay, so basically a pick'em game. Yeah. If we average it to, which still, that's surprising. You guys all said, like, Panthers, like a field goal. Yeah. I said Panthers by five. <laughs> I don't think the Vikings are that good. <laughs> I mean, the Panthers did just lose to the Eagles, so. I think they blew is, a big is lead Gil- to the Is Eagles. Stephon Gilmore playing? Is he back this week? No, he's not off the pup list, I There's don't a, think. No, I think seven. he has one more week. He's out. Okay. Well, that, I... Mm. I thought he was playing. McCaffrey might be back, I, though. I probably wouldn't have I hope yeah, McCaffrey's back. back. He should be. He was almost back this week. Yeah. Dang. I was good on the first one. I've been way off on the last two. I'm going to get back in this. All right. Um. How many more should we do? Two? Yeah, give yeah. us two more. Two more. All right. We will do these two. So we have Cowboys at Patriots. So it's in Foxborough at 425. Cowboys by seven and a half. It's a fat line. I mean, the Patriots almost lost to the Texans. If it weren't for Fairbarn missing, what, like three extra points or whatever, and the just being the Texans. I'm going Cowboys three and a half. I was going to go Cowboys three and a half. Brian and Blaze are both really close. It's Cowboys minus four. Mm, okay. All right. I, I I was gonna go three and a half or four and a half. I, I just figure I always forget that usually home field is three point swing. So that's really like a touchdown game, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's at least that's the like mantra I've learned from 
a lot of betters is that usually home field is around three points. So, all right. Yeah, that one, that makes sense. So we're mm-hmm. going to finish up with the inner division rivalry. The Raiders who just lost their head coach playing in mile high against the Broncos at 425 on Sunday. Boys, what do you think? Broncos four. All right. Raiders by two. Two and a half. Raiders by two and a half. Broncos by two. It's Broncos minus three and a half, so Blaze was closest again. Okay. All right. That was a good wow. one. Why would you pick the Raiders? <laughs> it's in Mile been... High, and they just lost their head coach, and you're going to yeah, go Raiders? But, uh, but I don't think the Broncos are that good. Well, the yeah, Raiders are They have either. a head coach. <laughs> the Raiders are worse. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I thought maybe uh, you'd be like a shocking line or something, but. You know what, Blaze? I was, I was pretty close, too, so I'll give you that one. That was. You're, so you're, you're on it. Didn't keep track exactly, but I think Blaze was overall the closest. I was the furthest without a doubt. Either me yes. or Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was the closest on one or two. Blaze was the closest on two. And then we were way off on a couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, real quick. What do you think the over-under is for the seahawks Steelers game? <laughs> 42. 36. 42. Blaze? I'm thinking. <laughs> 32. <laughs> I mean, by the face you made, I think one of us got it. It's 42 and a half, so Brian was a half oh. point off. <laughs> oh, I was so close. Oh, it's always a half, usually. Yeah. No, that's not. But that's well, they don't, they don't want to push, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but 21 to 21 tie for a push. <laughs> yeah. Taking kind of CJ's place here, there are definitely some lines out there that are looking. There's some spicy ones. There's some ones that are smelling like a fresh pizza. <laughs> some juicy okay. lines. But, Brian, you want to shift over, look ahead to our fantasy week yeah. this week, week six? Yeah, so we've got some interesting matchups in our in our fantasy week coming up. Uh, I am playing Jalen, so it's a battle of the bottom right now. Um <laughs> Technically not the bottom two, Blaze, you still have one of those spots. Uh, but it's one and four versus 0 and five, and I am seriously worried because <laughs> half my team is out. Um, I'm going to need my wide receivers to do what they've done all year and just score 30 points each. I really hope Jay beats um, you. I great. hope he, uh, that would be funny if he does. He should have beat um, me last week. He should have, yes. Yeah. yeah if he uh, played Brand- a wide receiver instead of zero point Julio. Yes. Brandon is facing Courtney, um, mm-hmm. so should be maybe an interesting game there. Kevin plays CJ, so CJ's the biggest winner from last week. So we'll see if, if he can continue that, and that could be a good game then. Uh, and then in our, squad, in our podcast uh, matchup, uh, we got Trevor versus Blaze. Trevor, I'm going to need you to keep winning here. <laughs> you, the only you, way you I beat for me here. The o- the only way I beat Blaze is if we both continue to lose games. <laughs> and I just score marginally more points than Blaze. Yeah. Until our next matchup. Still under the impression head to head should be more important at least for that match. Hey, if I end up beating him head to head then we're tied. Then, then, then it's tied. Then, then it's tied. But if Blaze sweeps you, 
I mean, come on. I mean, no, come on. It plays be. sweeps It you. can't be. Nope. Nope. Scott, you got to have a better record or score I more points. I hope he sweeps me. you. That would be I, amazing. That's all I'm going for. I hope he, you know what? I hope he sweeps me, but I still get another win somewhere. And we so both you, finish like yep. two and 12. <laughs> so so that I still finish above him. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, There's quite oh, yeah. a disparity in our league between the top three teams <laughs> and the rest. Yeah. Yes. There, there really is. It's brutal. Um, yeah, those those fantasy matchups are going to be interesting. Did we go over? We'll go into too much detail. It's the start of one last week. week. Oh yeah, um, I lost to Kevin barely. Injuries. Uh, Tra- yeah, because of injuries mainly. Trevor, did you end up winning? No, I lost, lost to Brandon. I you lost valiant Brandon. effort from Marquise Brown though. You, Trevor yes. was down by 35 going into Monday night game, and he only lost by, like, seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blaze lost a barn burner to Courtney. It was Jonathan Taylor versus Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for Blaze, Lamar Jackson had his best career game <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and then CJ absolutely dominated. Um, Wiped, mopped the floor with J- uh, Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Was that was bad. Close. So... Uh, going into it, I believe Brandon and Kevin are still undefeated. Yep. Um, who's four and one? I don't think anybody's four. Nobody's four and one. Trevor's three and two. Trevor and CJ, I believe, are three and two. Three and two or two and three. I don't remember one of the two. And animals. Courtney's two and three. Blaze and I are one and four. Jalen's 0 oh and five. Um, so we'll see. This could be an interesting week. The standings may change. They probably won't. Um, but <laughs> confidence, people, uh, confidence. Now, moving, shifting focus to week six actual NFL, we've got some more games to pick. Uh, just a rundown of the records from last week. Um, I went four and one. Uh, the only, my only p- bad pick was the Chiefs over the Bills, which I don't blame too much. Uh, that was a tough game to pick. Uh, it not in hindsight, obviously. Um, Trevor and Brandon both went three and two, and Blaze, you went two and three, correct? I was so close. If the Bengals kicker wanted to make a field goal, that would have been yep. so nice. And the tie. Yep. I thought it was going to happen for a bit. Oh, it was. There was, it, a, there the was a chance. Jets started to come back. Jets started to come back. Uh, but that the uh, the overall records now stand. Brandon is at the top at 15 and six. Um Trevor and I are now tied at 13 and 8. So I'm creeping I'm I'm just creeping back up, you know. I'm coming back up. And Blaze just a game under 500 at 10 and 11. So not not terrible. Um uh, but he definitely took some risks last week that he didn't need to take. <laughs> that almost paid <laughs> off. <laughs> and it almost paid off, but he's now under 500 uh in the picks. So this week we've got a couple interesting games. Um it's a bit of a down week uh in terms of elite top tier matchups there's not really a uh barn burner as there has been the last few weeks but one of them that could be is the uh game that we've referenced several times is the browns versus the cardinals mm-hmm. trevor i'm gonna start with you what are your thoughts on this game and who are you picking i think that if the cardinals team that played last week plays this week at first energy the browns are gonna win especially without like we said chandler jones um I mean, the Browns' offense was firing on all cylinders. And if our defense can just get a little bit healthier, like if JOK plays, like he's probably going to be your spy on Kyler Murray, right? Um, or Joe Woods could big brain it and have no spy. Have no spy, <laughs> right? 
Um, He's going to big brain himself out of a job if he does that. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, My pick is the Browns, though. I think that the Browns are going to come out pissed off Hmm. that we lost to the Chargers after holding, once again, a double-digit lead. Um, And the second time, the second game we've lost this year, holding a double-digit lead. Um, And plus, Kevin Stefanski has never lost two games in a row. Uh, as the Browns head coach. So I think that he keeps that streak alive. And the Browns one win. season worth of data hey, for that one. Hey, <laughs> hey, one in <laughs> one, one in, in a quarter. One in a quarter. Yes. So I think the Browns are going to win. I also got the Browns. I said last week that we would probably lose either the Chargers or the Cardinals. And we lost the Chargers. So I'm feeling confident about this win coming back home. I have cor- I am 5-0 and this year on Browns games. I have correctly yep. can pick every single Browns game. I have as well. As I think all three of us, except for Blaze, yeah. have. <laughs> and this is the week I get it wrong. Because I am picking the Browns, but I don't have a great gut feeling on this one. But I, I'm sticking with what I wrote down. I think the Browns come out with a win. Eventually, the Browns are going to win one of these big games that they're up by multiple scores. We have, we have to. The Browns are better <laughs> than 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with that. We could, yeah. we could very easily be 5-0. and they're, they're better than 3-2, and two, and I think the Cardinals are worse than 5-0. and oh. Yep. It, it's all going to yep. come down to Baker and that defense, but I think they get it done. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Browns. I think it'll be a close game. I think we're there's a chance we could blow another lead here. Oh, yes, um, there is. Got to get healthy on defense, and, you know, we, we have to make it to where that the game isn't in Kyler Murray's hands, hopefully. As as much, um, I will say that despite being five and zero and Kyler Murray looking great, that offense doesn't look great. I mean, the wide receivers aren't really getting open that much. It's a lot of like tight throws from Kyler. Cliff Kingsbury, despite you know he's five and zero, but he hasn't been that great of a coach in calling plays. So Brian hates Cliff Kingsbury for the record. Yeah, if everyone I hasn't realized too. that at this point, I mean, it's easy to. He's not that good of a coach. Um, a sub 500 record in college gets you an NFL job. He got know. fired from his alma mater. That is hard to do. That is very hard to do. Uh, Sounds like a lot of people hate him then. It's coming. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Browns in a close one. Next game. This is probably the most interesting game of the week. Uh, we have the 4 and 1 Chargers versus the 4 and 1 Ravens. This is going to be a good one. Both are coming off very emotional, high-octane victories in the last few days. Um, Blaze, I'll start with you on this one. I'm bolting up on this one. I got the Chargers. I think this one will also be a close game. I don't think it'll be nearly as high scoring as the Browns one, hopefully. But I think the Chargers just keep riding this wave they're on right now. The Ravens run out of luck this week. I swear the Ravens have been one of the luckiest damn teams in the NFL uh, over the past few weeks. And I think that they're, I mean, Lamar's been electric. Don't get me wrong. Lamar has played fantastically, but I think that their luck runs out and they finally lose a game um, that they're, they're probably going to be, you know, down at one point. And I, I just, I, I think this is the game they're going to lose. So I'm going with the chargers here. I agree with both. Trevor and Blaze, I got the Chargers here. This is a a prototypical letdown game for both teams, actually, which makes me think this is going to be a very sloppy, slow start of a game. And in a game like that, I trust the consistency of Herbert a little more than Lamar. 
And I, I think the Chargers are just a more well-rounded team at the moment, so I will take the Chargers. It's a clean sweep for uh, for this game. I got wow. the Chargers. Um, the Ravens' defense really concerns me. They give up a lot of yards, a lot of points to the Colts. <laughs> the Colts. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman, the, the deadliest combo quarterback-wide receiver combo in the NFL. Um, and the Colts left seven points on the board. Um, like literally it was just mixed, missed kicks. Um, so I, yeah, I got the charges in this one. I think they're a little more consistent on offense. I disagree. I think it will be a pretty high scoring game. Um, because I think both defenses aren't very good at stopping elite offenses. So at least I think the chargers are going to put up points. We'll see if the Ravens can come back and make it a game in the fourth quarter like they have in every other game. Um, but ridiculous. Yeah, Absolutely so. ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Um, Packers-Bears. We're renewing the old NFC North rivalry uh, that hasn't been that much of a rivalry in the last few years. But, Brandon, who you got? Packers or Justin Fields? I think this one is going to be close. The Packers have not shown the ability to blow anybody out this year. Their offense, while has put up enough points to win games, does not seem anything like out of this world. Doesn't seem as, to be as explosive as last year. But I think it comes down to Justin Fields not being able to win the Bears a game. They've won games with Fields, but it's not necessarily been on his shoulders at all. And I think to beat the Packers, he would have to win the game for him. And I just don't see that happening at the moment. So I got the Packers. I'm going with the Bears here. Um, I think it's it's at it's in Chicago. Which I mean isn't that big of a factor, but um, this is—I mean—I really think this is probably Justin Fields' biggest game yet. Um, Going to be a lot of eyes on him since it is against the Packers, their big rival, and I think that he'll play play well enough to um, for them to, to squeak out a win. Like you said, the Packers aren't blowing anybody out; they're playing to their competition. So I'm going with the Bears. I'm going Packers on this one. I—it's probably going to be a close game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears won this just based on how the Packers have been playing. Like they've been winning games, but like Brandon said, it's hasn't been by much. And especially last week coming down to five, six missed kicks. I think they'll bounce back from that, but I don't know. I just think the Packers will pull it out. I don't think it'll be pretty though. I have no faith in the bears offense to do anything. Um, and I have faith in the Packers offense because they have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. I, I, I think it'll be an ugly game, uh, but I just don't think the Bears have the firepower at all to to keep up. So um, next, we've got the what we believe is the best team in the NFL right now. It's the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Maybe a letdown game after a big win for Buffalo. Blaze? I'm going Bills on this one, um, mostly because I want one week of not taking any uh, interesting picks. I need to get my score back up. But <laughs> I think the Titans have looked pretty stinky, and the Bills are just – they're going. I don't think this will be the game they play down to the competition, and I think it will be some other opponent that's even worse than the Titans. But I think the Bills mm-hmm. keep doing what they're doing. And the Titans, I think, don't throw to A.J. Brown again this week, so I shouldn't start him. (laughs) I agree. I think the Bills are going to beat them 
handily, <laughs> maybe by maybe by a touchdown or so. Um, I don't think the Titans' offense is uh, very good, or very, a Titans' defense. I mean, hell, their offense is only Derrick Henry. I don't think the Titans' defense is very good, so I think the Bills are just going to score a crap ton of points on them. So I'm I'm going Bills here. Yeah, if this game was at one o'clock on Sunday. I think I would pick the Titans in a letdown game. Okay. But because it is Monday night, 8 p.m., you're all alone, it's prime time, I think it. I think that lends itself to being less likely of a letdown game because it's easier to get up for a game when you're prime time on Monday night. It's also a longer week for the Bills. They get an extra day to rest, recover, and stop thinking about that Chiefs game. And like Brian alluded to at the very beginning of this episode, the Bills seem like a rather even-keeled team. They didn't seem to get too high with their win over the Chiefs, and I don't think they'll get too low this week against the Titans. So I I got the Bills. Spreads minus five and a half. I'd be tempted to hit that. Yeah, I I also have the Bills um, winning this game. They're the better team. Uh, They're better at every position except for running back. Uh, I I just don't think Tennessee's that good this year. Um, And their offensive line has a lot of injuries now, and Julio Jones may still be out. AJ Brown's coming back from the injury. He's not looked very good. Um, Derrick Henry, he's getting like 35 carries a game. Uh, he's the only way that they're being able to move the ball pretty consistently. So, And he only has um, like 100 more yards than Nick Chubb, I think. So, Yeah. On like 35 more carries, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final game. <laughs> the one, the only. The London sec- game. Not... Not the first, the second London game yeah. in a row. Which I, I didn't even know that they did two of these. <laughs> I thought it was just one one time thing. Um, but somehow, some way, they picked two worse teams <laughs> than the other than the first London game. We got the Dolphins and the Jags. Um, Trevor, who um, you got in this one? <laughs> this is this is interesting because I I mean obviously the Jags are terrible. But I don't think the Dolphins are much better. Um, so I'm going to make a shocking pick here. I'm going to say the Jags win their first game in London against the Dolphins. I do not agree. The, oh. the only reason that the Jags even have a chance is because this game's not in Miami. And yep. Urban doesn't have the chance to be a little <laughs> horny on Maine in Miami and distracted from the game. But that, that organization just seems to be in ruins. Like, did you guys hear at the post game last week when Urban's like, "Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is uh, he's uh, he doesn't know how to QB sneak. He doesn't feel comfortable doing doing it." And then somebody asked Trevor Lawrence about it like a half hour later when he was on the press conference, and he's like, "I feel extraordinarily comfortable doing it. We practice it every day in practice. I don't know why we didn't call it." <laughs> and Urban also <laughs> said that he wants two hundred fifty yards rushing and two hundred fifty yards passing, which has been done like four times in NFL history. Like he just doesn't get it. He doesn't know. Yeah, I don't. He should not be the coach of the Jags. Both of these teams suck, but at least Brian Flores is a good coach. So I'll take the Dolphins. Blaze, I'm disagreeing with both of you. Oh, no. oh, this one, <laughs> this one is going to be the time. <laughs> they almost I thought had you were going to get back week. on track, Blaze. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I had a. You saved the best for last, so (laughs) you duped us. (laughs) I duped you. This it's coming. It's gonna be this week. It was destined for it last week. 
The Bengals uh, Packers last week was destined for it. The third time is the charm on a close game. You know, Blaze, I was really tempted to say this is going to be a tie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Dolphins for the reasons Brandon said. The Jags are a mess. The Dolphins are slightly less mess. <laughs> um, Miles Gaskin might catch another 10 passes. Who knows? But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to throw another like two or three interceptions against the Dolphins secondary. I think it'll be like a 13 to 7 win or something some stupid like that. I would slam the under on this whatever oh, yeah. it is. It's 47 and a half. Oh my oh, gosh. That's higher than the the Steelers Seahawks game? Yep. Yeah. That's by I'm five also, and a half points. I would like the jet thank, lag um, and yeah, everything else. I'd like to thank Jake Marsh of Pardon My Take because he called it last week the lunder for the London game <laughs> under. And I think that is fantastic, and I'm running with it this week for the this. Lunder. I believe in the Lunder. Hey, they, I they, believe there wasn't the Lunder last week. They believed in the Lunder last week, and it didn't hit. So I'm all in on well, this Well, that was because he had the Falcons, who had Cordero Patterson, who's a beast. That's Greatest true. player um, in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest running back slash receiver in the NFL right now. All right. Those are our picks. Um Hopefully it works out for everybody. Blaze, I'm hoping for the tie. I'm Again, hoping. I, I think it still stands, and we'll give you five points if you get the tie. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. That'll really get you back in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to uh, end it, to wrap it all up, we're going to do a, a segment we've done before uh, called Off the Chest. We're going to give each of us a few minutes to just rant about something. Uh, could be football-related. Could be, you know, anything. You know, whatever's on your mind. Blaze, I know you have one mm-hmm. off the bat that you, you've already uh, thought up, so why don't you start us off? What are you going to rant about? The NFL refs might be doing the worst job they've ever done. Maybe besides uh, the strike that one, was it 2012 or something? Refs. Yeah, the replacement yeah. refs. It, I don't get it. It's inexcusable, some of these things they're doing. With the technology we have now, why do we not have a sky ref? That should have been a thing four years ago, probably. The I wrote down five of, I think, the worst calls this week. Two of them in the Browns game. Um, AJ Green, that uh, off or defensive pass interference that was completely offensive on a fourth down. And so instead of the Browns getting our ball back at the, our own 40, they get a first down at what, like their 37 yard penalty? Stupid, stupid. And I don't like saying that calls decided the game because there's so many other factors. I still don't think this one decided the game because we had that a minute 50 to go down and score. We should have scored. We should have done better there. But this was definitely like a momentum shifter right there. I don't want to hop in on that, but like, yeah, that that could have been a 14 point swing. So we were 14 points ahead. Yeah, I hated that. Then I think around that play i don't know if it was before or after jc treader the defender's hands were in his face masks they were completely just in there and he got called a holding call on that i uh, the announcers were laughing at both of these calls because they were like no that's stupid and oh, then miles garrett getting tackled on some uh like swing around doesn't get called for holding on that one 
Uh, moving on, in the Colts-Ravens game, on that what should have been a Colts defensive touchdown, the forward pass somehow, even though it was completely a backwards lateral, I didn't see no, any. I, I would disagree with you on that. On that the ball, like I thought it was backward. I thought it was backwards. He did or pass or it. He passed it to somebody behind him. That's true. But the ball, because he threw it while he was going for it, the ball is going forward technically. That's so, so stupid. Physics should not be allowed. He, did you turn around he, and throw the ball? Yes. Because he let Check. the ball go right before whatever yard line it was, and the guy touched it right after the yard line. So technically the ball traveled forward. It was a stupid play. It was so stupid. But I, I it was a forward, like technically it was moving forward, which is I guess stupid. that's fair. I still I disagree. Um, (laughs) then there was two rough in the passer calls. There was one on Matt Ryan that was Mm -hmm. just, it was a sack or I think a late quarterback hit, but it, there was nothing wrong with it. The full body was on him. That it's so stupid. Do you want him just like stop and tear his ACL, the defender trying to get out of the way? No. And then there was one on Josh Allen too. That was the same thing. It was so stupid. I hate roughing the passer when it's just like a normal hit, unless you're like going for the knees or like the headshots, whatever. But if it's like. What's the defender supposed to do at some uh, point? My favorite thing is when, when what, Miles, like, Garrett just, like, you know, put his arm on the shoulder pad of whoever it was, and then he got called, like, a roughing the passer call. Was that the Tom Brady season. one? Oh, no, maybe it was Tom Brady or something that, yeah, that he got, like, hit, hit on the shoulder and they called a roughing the passer. It's so stupid. But I think the problem is that they find the players for, like, speaking out against it and, like, disagreeing, and the refs are pretty much invincible. Like, they don't get fined. They don't get whatever. I think the last time a ref got fired was that Brown, other Browns-Chargers game that happened last time. Or Browns-Raiders, where they missed, like, the, the false start. But something needs to happen. I don't think they should get fined, because they don't really make that much. I think they should definitely get, like, suspended or, like, I don't know. Something needs to change with it, because this isn't working. And too many games are being pushed in certain favors. I agree. The refs, it, it definitely is a poor performance. They need to, they need a sky ref mm-hmm. or at least a very easy way to like see a penalty in like, because I don't want penalties to re- be reviewed. That's going to take so much time out of the game. Um, but they need somebody to, who's like actively, as soon as the flag thrown, like looking in that direction. So just to check. Because they do talk about what the penalty is. Oh, yeah. So it's I don't it's know if, like, the discussion of them being more, like, of the refs talking together being more public would help or something. So you can at least, like, see what's going on in their minds. I know, I think the head ref used to, like, explain the process going through. And I think that was cool. Um, but also with, like, defensive pass interference, it should not be a spot of the foul. Like, I just think it should be the college version uh, where it's just a college has it right. It should be 15 because if it's yeah, like I, based I, off of like subjective from the ref at that point of view, it's too much. It decides like so many yeah. points of the yeah. game. Well, if it was 15, I, I points, yeah. People just throw a Hail Mary and just hope that someone gets tackled mm-hmm. or like it's called and you get how oh, many yeah. yards. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree. Um, Brandon or Trevor, do you want to jump in with your off the chest uh, just so we can kind of keep things moving along? We don't want to get too mu- too mad at the refs. Can I can I go last? All right, you can go last. Trevor, you got anything? <sighs> yeah, this or you is want not, me to go? Uh, actually, I'll just go. I'll just go. This isn't sports-related right. at all. 
Um, okay. But it is the price of alcohol in Chicago. <laughs> it is way too expensive. Uh, let me tell you that right now. It is, I mean, I guess it's like any other massive city, but when I'm used to dollar wells on a Tuesday at oh, a bar at OSU, and I'm paying... Threes if you're listening. I miss you. <laughs> and I'm paying... Hey, they got free sponsorship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we ever show the video of this. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, but I'm paying 8 or $9 for a well and 7 or $8 for a Bud Light. I just have to adjust and it's terrible. Because, you know, I... I try to drink a lot before I go out or I don't have to spend, <laughs> spend the money. But then I go out and I'm out for like, I was out all day on Saturday because I went to an Ohio state bar and then I went to a Penn state bar and then I went out that night to explore more. So I spent a lot of money on Saturday on alcohol <laughs> and I did not like how much I had to spend on alcohol. So that is, that is my rant of the day. Just alcohol prices and just prices in general. I got a burrito and chips at Chipotle and it was $13. Oof. And, uh, and, no, and I get that. That's probably the same price at, in Canton for that. At Ohio State, I paid like nine. <laughs> I say chicken, a chicken burrito at well, the OSU burrito. one is like seven seventy five. Yeah, uh, I, I get a chicken burrito with chips and in, in, uh, sometimes queso, and it's like you know eight nine bucks nine. And then it was here it was thirteen with the increased prices, and then their stupid tax, and then their COVID fees and everything. So <laughs> COVID fees stupid all right well very 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 interesting rant uh, i don't know if we'll ever experience that living in chicago maybe if we go and visit brandon you got a question or a no i would experience i'm going to chicago to party with trevor for new year's so i'll probably spend all my money Ooh. yes blaze and I brian you should both come those. honestly do jalen's coming as well all the listeners if you're listening right now <laughs> Come to Chicago on New Year's Eve. It is Mrs. Rupert, Mrs. Willis, <laughs> all of our all of our listeners, please. That come. guy from Germany. Yeah, the guy from Germany that sometimes listens. I don't know the if you've former listened. general manager of the New York Mets. <laughs> all of our great listeners, I want you to come to Chicago and party it up with us. So, all right. Well, there's a shout out for you. All right, I'm going to bring it back to football here, and I've alluded to this earlier, but I'm going to talk about the Browns. The Browns, with Baker Mayfield as quarterback, will not sniff an AFC championship game. They will not even come close to a Super Bowl appearance. Look at the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, just the top four. And that's not even counting a guy like Joe Burrow, who looks insane, but he plays for a shitty organization in the Bengals. A guy like Trevor Lawrence, who could be like a near-generational talent, but plays for a shitty organization in Jacksonville. Um, uh, That's about it. But, (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, you've got at least four teams that have significantly better quarterbacks and are also well-run teams. They're really well-run organizations. Um, Baker just right now doesn't have it. He's not that kind of quarterback. He's not going to, he's proven it twice already this year that he's not going to drive you down the field in a, in a big time situation for a win. And he's had the chance twice and he's squandered it both times. The chiefs interception. Yeah. Not necessarily hit like his fault, but still like he's got happy feet in the pocket. He scrambles when he doesn't have to, he makes some throws that, he he should know that he can't make. And then he overthrows a bunch of guys when he gets jittery and he just gets nervous and 
you've got a star wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr., one of the most talented players in the NFL, and he had three targets for two catches. They've taken him out of the offensive game plan because Baker just can't for some reason have a connection with him, and nobody knows why. It's just unbelievable that he can't just hit a wide-open Odell for over 200 yards in the Vikings game. The Browns are a very talented team. And if you put any of those four quarterbacks that I talked about, and even like a Joe Burrow, onto the Browns, I think they're arguably the best team in the AFC, arguably a Super Bowl favorite, and probably at least a favorite to get to the AFC Championship game. Um, Do I think Baker can approve? I'm less and less inclined to believe that because he's been in the league now four years and yeah, he's improved from his from his sophomore year. He was good his rookie year from his sophomore year to junior to now, now to now his fourth year he's improved, but you know, a lot of guys in his draft class and drafted after him have improved to pass him uh, in a much shorter time spans. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert have already passed him in terms of talent, in terms of their, you know, play in, in actual games. I think they're already better than Baker. Josh Rosen. Um, <laughs> maybe not Josh Rosen. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's my rant, is I don't think the Browns, with their current quarterback situation, have a chance to uh, go to the Super Bowl at all. Does that mean you have you to trade Baker? You think we bench Baker? Baker? You th- I would say you think we bench or trade him? Oh, you can't bench him. There's no, You don't have any other option. I mean, Case Keenan's not that good. But you got to think about, like, what other options are there out there for quarterback? Aaron Rodgers next year is going to be available. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we don't know what that situation's like, but he could be available. And then there's not a very strong quarterback class in the draft, but you do your due diligence, definitely. You don't want Spencer um, Rattler as our quarterback. <laughs> Spencer Oklahoma Rattler's, doesn't even want Spencer Rattler. Yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma doesn't even. Spencer Rattler's not even the quarterback at Oklahoma anymore. Um, nor would I want the Browns to draft another Oklahoma quarterback while they still have Baker Mayfield. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot Baker went to Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, but you definitely do your due diligence because the way I see it, you're already behind the eight ball with four or five other teams in terms of your quarterback play in the AFC, and the gap is getting bigger uh by the week so that's my rant yeah i i will start off with a little bit on the browns just off of what brian said i think i think baker is a franchise quarterback in the sense that he can get you to the playoffs for multiple years in a row and i think for that reason the browns should probably re-sign him because i don't see a way they improve at quarterback in the foreseeable future and given the horrendous luck of this franchise you kind of just have to take the wins as they are and be a good team for a couple years and enjoy it. Because if you if you try to improve on a quarterback and you blow it, then you waste the best Browns team we're probably going to have in our entire lives. Like I think Baker is good enough. We know what he is. Is he going to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. But let's just enjoy being playoff contenders and winning a lot of games. I think that in itself is a really good thing for Cleveland sports, and especially with the franchise that has been as cursed as it has been in the past. I will also say teams with worst quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. The Ravens won it once with Trent Dilfer and once with Joe Flacco. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Not that Baker's better than Eli Manning, but he won two Super Bowls. And the Eagles won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So it's 
not out of the question, but the thing all of those teams had in common is an elite defense. And what the Browns have on defense right now is can not I, elite. Can I answer the can I answer the Eagles thing? Um well, let's let's take a look at the teams they played before the Super Bowl, right? That was the year of the double doink, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, they got insanely lucky. I'm just saying the Browns and, could get insanely lucky. You know who they played in the NFC Championship game? <laughs> Case Keenum. And the, <laughs> the Vikings, Vikings, that's right. And now, granted, they played Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And that was, the, that was impressive. But this is a different class. Like, the AFC is a different class than those, those teams that won. I know. With, I'm, I'm know, just saying, like, stranger things have happened. It's not, yeah. not apples, apples to comparison because... Eagles didn't have to play Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. But stranger things have happened. I want to end this on less of a rant and just more of a um, ending it on a happy note. Because as Browns fans, this episode has been kind of dreary just because we are all a little upset about the, about the loss. But mm-hmm. if you haven't been able to watch the video of the Ohio State defensive coordinator, Kerry Combs, he had a press conference today. So the video just came out today about noon. If you haven't been able to watch that video yet, I would advise you go watch it. If if you don't know the story, Coach Kerry Combs was hired as a defensive coordinator for Ohio State after being a defensive backs coach for OSU for many, many years. Last year, the defense kind of sucked. This year, it sucked even worse early on the season, and he was demoted after the second game of the season from his play-calling duties. So he's no longer calling the plays. He's no longer really the defensive coordinator, but he's still on the staff. And he gave an amazing monologue about how much it means to him just to be able to keep putting his head down and working because it's been the hardest point of his career, getting demoted midseason, but he doesn't do it for himself. He does it for the players. And he said it. he would be lying to every single player he coached if he didn't push through a hard time, just like he's told his players to push through hard times. And obviously I'm underselling what he said. If you listen to it, it's, it's very good. Makes you kind of want to jump through a brick wall, but I think it's an important message in terms of humility and courage and just being able to grind, even when the situation's not in your favor. And I think those type of like character traits are really important in today's world where we're kind of plagued by arrogance and always thinking you're better than you are and always thinking things have to go your way in order to work. And a guy like this where he's up against the wall, he loses his job and he just keeps grinding for the team and trying to put him like the best version of himself forward for others. I I think that's a really powerful, powerful message and kind of how I wanted to end this episode. So if you haven't had the chance to watch the video, I would advise it. It's a great little three minute speech monologue he had. I, th- I think it's a great message for everyone to take home. Nice. Serious, right. serious podcast note right there. There you go. You don't get many of those. So, <laughs> but now we got to rev it back up. Uh, rev up those fries. I, I here, wonder so. what I wonder what outro song Blaze is going to pick after that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> Maybe we should have put right. me first, and then I'm not followed up by like chug jug with you. <laughs> Insane boost-based dubstep remix part two. <laughs> well, to wrap it all up, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you for sticking with us through these last, um, for these first through few weeks of our uh, of our podcast careers, and uh, uh, look forward to talking to you guys next week.
Bye, everybody. This See is guys. the best Thank song you. ever made Adios. in the world. This is the best song ever made in the world. Other songs are good. Even some are really good. But they are not the best songs ever made in the world. It has a lot of good beats and a lot of good singing. And the music is so good that even scientists don't know what it is. You can listen to it anywhere on a bike or on a different bike. You can dance to it anytime in the 